episode of What's Up with Ward, we interviewed Tamara West, a real estate agent residing in Louisville, Kentucky. She gives us the ins and outs, the pros and cons to buying a house and things you should know, such as FISBO versus Realtor. Should I sell now? Should I buy later? And of course, real estate versus commercial property. Much, much more coming up right here on What's Up with Ward, the podcast. Once again, you're listening to What's Up with Ward. For those of you who do not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, and relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. And for longtime listeners out there, like Seda Nur, salute. salute. Again, my name is Wardy Ward, and the man next to me with the plan is known as Trey. What's up with you, man? What's going on, Trey, all day? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know how we do. Hey, uh, today on What's Up Award, we're going to get answers to questions about real estate concerns, you know. I know in uh, my particular neighborhood, houses are going up slowly, but they're selling very quickly for prices I didn't think possible. Well, you know, it's super heated and uh, maybe for buyers, not much for sellers. Yeah. Or is it the vice versa? Man, I'm not an expert. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> like I said, we're not experts. But, you know, we did play experts one time in band camp. So what we did this time? We reached out to the expert that the experts reached out to, and her name is Tamara, like camera, West. Tamara West, welcome to the What's Up Award podcast. What's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing? Thank you for having me. You're doing super, super good. All right, Tamara, tell us uh, tell us where you currently live at, and also let us, the listeners know where they can find you at, because I'm sure you're going to give them a lot of jewels. They're going to want to know, so tell us that social information. Absolutely. Uh, I currently live in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and they can find me on uh, Instagram at living, love living Louisville or live love Louisville homes too. Um, and I, or go to Tamara at Tamara West Realtor.com or uh, sorry, it's just Tamara at Tamara West Realtor. There we go. No, no. Sugar, honey, I see. I still said it wrong. Tamara West Realtor.com. There we go. There we go. My email address is Tamara Tamara Realtor. You know, look, if you want to really contact me, contact me, honey, email me. If you just want to see my website and see how pretty it is, go for it. Right, there, right. That's what it is. We got both sides covered. There, done. Right, right. We'll give you another chance at the end of the show to tell them again. So no worries about that. I just like to get it out there in front. So, uh, so can you tell us uh, your role in the whole process of the buying the house? What, what else is a realtor? Is it called realtor, realtor, or what's the what's the name? Oh, honey, that that is just that, that's one of those things where you put your pinky in the air if you're saying it, you know, the, the potato, potato. Yeah. <laughs> Realtor. Realtor. Uh-huh. Honey, look, what we all say, it is, it, it's a realtor. Got it. It's just okay. what we, how we say it. It's just the common vernacular. We're a realtor. Yes, there's a common way to say it. Yes, there is. There's technically rules and regulations on how we are allowed to say that uh, we are realtors if we're allowed to use it in our title and all the da, 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 da. Honey, I'm a real estate agent with a license and I am associated with the National Association of Realtors. There. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that being said, I would like to say she sounds like she's from Louisville, not Louisville. Right. And, uh, right. Yeah, honey, that's how we will know out. you are not from around here. If you pronounce Louisville, we're going to look at you like, mm-hmm, it's the Ville. So you must be close. You must be new to town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, so it looks like you've been doing this for quite a long time. Over 21 years now. Oh, uh, I've been in some aspect of the real estate community, uh, the real estate industry for over 21 years. Um, I've been licensed as a real estate agent for the past uh, a little over eight years. 
Okay. All right. Now, do you focus mainly on residential? Do you do commercial or, or, or who's actually knocking on the door or sending you an email? Do you do a little bit of both? How do you do, normally do that? Honey, I tell people I buy, sell, train, talk trash. If it's if it's dirt <laughs> or attached to it, we're going to take care of it. So, yeah, wow, I do commercial. Okay. I do residential. Um, I've done, um, you know, just a little bit of both. I work with uh, a lot of investors as well. So, you know, that just, it covers a whole gamut of stuff. I, I like to be challenged. I like to be kept interested. Nice. Okay. How did, you get, how did you get into this field? My first job was um, working in the National City Mortgage Collections Department. And it suddenly clicked for me, honey, I, I hated math, I hated math growing up. Mm. And then it, I, I worked at National City Mortgage in the collections and all of a sudden, if you put a dollar sign and there's no point in there, oh, boo, now we talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now mm-hmm. it's like, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was just one of those things that I hooked onto and yeah, it was just so interesting because I, I, I love doing stuff with my hands. So I love, you know, knocking down things and building it back up again. You know, I've done drywall and floors and, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So okay. I love doing that aspect of it. But I also love the, you know, making the deal part of it, that that action part of it. That's, you know, thrilling mm-hmm. for me as well. Now, you, you had said that you went and got your license about eight years ago. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So what made yep. you get a license? I, I thought you always had to have a license to do this. Oh no, baby! <laughs> and I was—I got my license kicking and screaming. Okay. What really happened? Here's here's the real story. What really happened is I was an a unlicensed assistant to a realtor, uh-huh. and um, so I had access to his MLS. He decided to move to California. His MLS access went away. Mm. So mm. in order for me to get MLS access back, I, I said, "Screw it! I'll just—I'll become a realtor and I'll just put the thing in escrow so that I can." have access to all the back-end stuff that I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I kind of found out I, I like doing it. I love helping people, you know, get in the houses or, or getting that deal done. I, I love that part of the, the game too. So I, I stayed in it as a, you know, as an active agent. Okay. So the MLS, is that the actual listings that, that realtors, real estate agents have access to that normal folk like us who are on Zillow and everything else don't have access to? Yeah, that's what right. I was wondering it's, too. For, for lack of the better, oh, sorry, I, I use acronyms all the time. For lack of a better okay. word, it's called the multiple listing service or some variation okay. of that. But yes, that is what 99.9% of the, the boards around the country, we all put our listings on the MLS. There's a few of them that don't, but for the most part, that's where they, they all go. So, so like a, a physical person can't use that? You could if you had a realtor that would help you with that, but um, no. Okay. Yeah, that's probably frowned upon. Because that, that's almost like your competition. You guys are going to, the, the general public is going to get to is that is realtor.com because all of the MLS is feed directly to that. We okay. don't, we, we as a, um, we're not fond of Zillow. Really? Okay. What's wrong with Zillow? Oh, they love to give false information and take over the industry and, and all sorts of things. Honey, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. We're not going to go down right now. <laughs> Is that, are they like the uh-huh. Amazon of uh, real estate? <laughs> yeah. See, like they're in, everywhere. In certain ways they are, and they're they're just pulling stuff, but it was allowed to get pulled. Honey, it's a whole backstory. I'll have to, Ooh, yeah, that, that'll be that a whole like uh, episode two, Warty. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, a whole nother, that's a backstory and a half. Wow. I always tell people, I mean, they were saying that, but okay, cool. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Um, well, let's, let's let's just jump into this thing here. Um, what is your? Well, what do you do? So, someone comes to you and say, "Hey, I want to get a house." What do you, What do you do then? Where do we go from there? 
Well, first and foremost, we want to see if you should be a homeowner. Okay. Okay. Because I'm not going to put you in a house. You know, oh, yeah, I want to buy a house. But you move every two years. And you move from, not from just Louisville, you move from Cincinnati, and then you move to Indianapolis, and oh, hey, you did a couple of years abroad. Mm. Sweetie, mm-hmm. I love you. But if you're, like, here for, you know, four years, and then you know you're going to go abroad to go do a study or, or live there, you probably shouldn't buy a house. And I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you up front. You probably mm-hmm. shouldn't do that. Or let's find out what your real game plan is, because I'm not about to put you in something that, you know, you're going to be cussing me out later for. The, the thing mm-hmm. that way I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, no, mm-hmm. would you house great let's go over some things first we you know see what your lifestyle is what you what you want to do you know what your future plans are how much you can really afford that's a whole nother subject too of you make what and you want to do what mm-hmm. oh, bless mm. you. and then what they think their money can buy because they may have you know I, I had a um a family member of my husband's come to me one time and say hey i want to buy this house i'm like okay cool we can do this she wanted to buy a four-bedroom, two-bath house with an attached two-car garage in one of the most uppity ends of town for 150. Oh. Wow! I said, "Oh, bless you, boo, honey. If you get that, we'll have to get two of them. Because the first one, I'm gonna take and I'm gonna flip and make 100k. <laughs> you can check on one of them." Yeah. <laughs> like it's not gonna happen. So sometimes we have to have a come to Jesus meeting with, you know, what their expectations are versus what reality is, especially in this market right now. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, what are those additional advantages of working with realtors? You're saying that you can you get access to the listings, you have the ability to go yes. back and and say, okay, realistically, what's within your what's your true price point, that type of things. Are there other things that go along with that as well to help them kind of figure out, you know, the lay of the land, learning about certain areas, side of town, schools, and other type of stuff as well. Absolutely. Now, as whereas we can't steer you to, you know, one town or the other, you know, we can tell you, look, here's what the appreciation rates are in different areas. And mm-hmm. here's what they have historically been. Um, we can definitely tell you about the different types of houses that that are out there. You know, if you're looking for something that's no maintenance, little to no maintenance, yeah. or, you know, you don't want X, Y, and Z. Well, honey, then you don't want a house that was built in the 1950s. You mm-hmm. want a house that was built after 1980. You know, it, or, you know, I love the historic. Okay, great. Then you might do great in a 100, 200 year old house. Here are the ups mm-hmm. and downs of the old net 200 year old house. We mm-hmm. tell you all of the, you know, it's not all, it's not everything, but I would just want you to go in with your eyes wide open of, this is what happens when you buy this house. So that you know that, oh, there, there's just little quirks about owning this versus owning that. It's just is what it is. I, I, I was always scared to get a, a house that's like over a hundred years old. I, I guess, I mean, wow. I mean, that, that's, I, mean that's... I, I love them. I think they're beautiful. I don't think I would ever own one. It's one of those things that there's a lot of stuff that's inside those walls that we may never know about. You know, I mean, there's was not been two back in the day. They had just the slats. There's a lot of stuff. And if they weren't insulated properly, again, you're just going to be heating the whole world just for fun. Mm-hmm. That's, be, that's when they say they, that this house has great bones and you see every single one of them. I'm like, no. Exactly. <laughs> wow, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, how, how and does... the other part of our working with the realtor, honey, is we do this every day. So if you go to a realtor, if you're the buyer and you go, oh, I'm going to the listing agent because they're going to give me the best deal. Not really, honey. And any money that's saved, that goes to the seller. That doesn't come to you, boo. 
Mm. We've already got a contract. We already have a listing contract with what exactly we are going to get paid upon the completion of this contract, upon the, the completion of the sale. There's not any, it's already in there. It's already done. So when so, you come to us as the, the buyer, you can do that. But here's the X, Y, and Z of it. So who does a realtor work for, the seller or the buyer? Oh, honey, that's a, technically that's a legal question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those law questions that I have to, I had to memorize to pass the, my broker's exam. Yeah. But as a listing agent, we work for the seller. As a buyer's agent, technically sometimes we're the sub-agent, depending on which state I'm in, because I'm licensed in Kentucky and Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be a sub-agent of either one. Basically, honey, if, I, if I'm working for the buyer, I'm with the buyer. If I'm working for the seller, I'm with the seller. I rarely do dual agent. I don't like doing it. I don't want to do it. Um, the only time I, I'll do dual agent is if I've got two investors on both sides and because we all know the game. We all know what's going on and, you know, let's have fun. Mm-hmm. That's wow. typically when the buyer and seller typically know each other or have some type of arrangement that they just want to legalize so they work through a realtor. Is that what happened? <laughs> No, sometimes it's literally I have a, a wholesaler who will say, hey, I've got a house and I've got a list of investor buyers who may not know this direct wholesaler, this house is available. So I'll contact okay. one of my, my other investors and, hey, I've got this investor available, this house okay. available from this investor. And and that's when we'll, we're, you know, we're all doing the same. They they know it, but they know I'm just going to get paid in the middle. It's a transaction versus more of a guiding mm-hmm. through the process thing. Okay. You had mentioned about the financing. Does the, the mortgage company say how much you can get, or do you, as a realtor, kind of say, "Well, you're making X amount of dollars. I think you'd be good as price range." Or does that go to no. the approval letter? Or? <laughs> I don't know, honey. I stay out the money. Now, what I will tell you is, you know, I'll say, "Okay, here's generally what the debt to income ratio, aka D to I, DTI, needs to be." Uh-huh. Um. So you like you can't have if you make two thousand dollars a month, then your mortgage can't be any more than a thousand dollars a month. But that also has to include all of the other bills that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of thing. So I'll give them general rules per se of what this will do or what that'll do, and I can give them, you know, a roundabout of what their mortgage payment could be. Mm-hmm. You know, just using a simple mortgage calculator because those are you know those are everywhere. They're on the internet and everything. But for the, mm-hmm. the real nitty gritty, I send them to the expert. You, they stay in their lane. I stay in my lane. You know, I used to be a loan officer, but I, I haven't done it in a many, many moons. And, you know, it, things have changed since I've been a loan officer. And, you know, this is what they do. This is what they're good at. Honey, they, they know that field backwards and forwards. So, okay. and, and the ones that I work with, honey, they know the crap and they're good mm-hmm. at it. They're, they're not, I bless your heart, we go to the next one, find somebody else. So basically, you the, the buyer will basically go ahead and say, hey, let me try and get some pre-approval. Once they get a pre-approval, then they will come to you and say, hey, look, here's what I'm pre-approved for. What can we do to kind of figure something out? Is that what typically happens? It's usually they come to me and then we, okay. uh, I help them um, get a couple of mortgage bankers. There's a, technically, <clears throat> there are a few banks that we in the, um, inside of the industry say that they, um, well, they're special cases, cases, and uh, we never, never, never close. And I can't mention them on here, but you know, yeah, they're. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you ask a realtor, do you, do you have any banks that you don't like, and they'll look at you like, really? I just might. Uh. They can't necessarily say them, but we can tell you who we know is great at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, oh. and that also says when you're it depends on the the thing that you're buying. So if you're buying a single family house, it's 
one it could be one thing if you're buying a condo that particular bank may not be great at condos going over here may be great for condos going over to a mortgage broker may be better for condos because i know mm. a lot of banks don't like condos or if you're in the commercial field and you're buying a warehouse well honey you can't go to this credit union because they don't touch that that's not in their wheelhouse at all but on the other mm -hmm. hand if you need a development deal this bank over here is just writing checks galore on development let's have fun okay well, and that's what a good realtor will know too we'll know where the good best place for you is and who's got the best rates or who's got the most money coming in if they've got grant money or they're offering like first-time homebuyer things we know those why don't the banks like condos what's wrong with those condos are uh they don't particularly appreciate at least not in the um here in louisville and in indianapolis and it, basically it, around here we're midwest states we don't do condos we do single family homes we have a a, a white picket fence in a yard mm -hmm. it's what's preferred area you know it's, it's the preferred modus operandi usually uh condos are reserved for the older communities and I don't want to say that they're all, all older people there because I, I sold one to a, a very young traveling nurse who was, you know, awesome. But they typically, the thing was when I we sold that condo for him, to him, the, he had the exact same price that the um, owners who were living in it did uh, like five years ago. Hmm, and okay. this wasn't during, you know, one of the recession recession times. It was, you know, we, things were, it was a couple of years ago, you know, things were on the rise, but they just don't appreciate as, as quickly. Okay. That makes sense. Hmm. Well, you mentioned that you, you got your license and you've been working in, in Louisville and also and also in, in Indiana or Indianapolis area. So um, have, have you noticed any any similarities when it comes to those markets? I mean, you know, they're they're both on the I-65 corridor, but are they are you noticing anything that's kind of different about these two states and also you know cities, how they're how they're doing when it comes to the to the housing market right now? Well, I've, with residential, I've worked mostly in the in the bottom half, in the southern part of Indiana. I have a Jeffersonville I type of thing, or? Jeffersonville, thing, New Albany, okay. things like that. I am okay, looking at gotcha. doing a couple of commercial deals in Indiana right now. We're looking at a an apartment complex, about thirty two units that we're trying to figure out okay. how to best work with. But as far as the the cost of living is pretty much the same. It's you know here and there, but no cost of living is pretty pretty decent now i will tell you in louisville versus southern indiana like the new albany jeffersonville areas mm -hmm. you're going to get about 20 percent more house living in indiana mm -hmm. because louisvillians think it's a cuss word for you to travel over to indiana <laughs> i saw that on your post basically <laughs> uh -huh. they think you need a passport when I, got here, when I, got here, I was like how the what it's just a crazy river. I ain't going over there. I'm like, what? Why? Wait, wait, no I, I didn't us. get it. I still don't get it. I mean, Those are Hoosiers over there. Like, oh. yeah. Right. You know, if, if it has a toll, now that it has a toll bridge, I'm like, all right, fine. You know, but I have a little sticker now. But yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those weird things about, about Louisville. But yeah, for the most part, we're pretty Indianapolis, Louisville, you know, standard of living, cost of living. Mm-hmm pretty even you know one may be up on one section one may be down on the other section it's just you know one of those things oh okay you you had mentioned commercial property let's say i want to get mm -hmm. a commercial building because I, I really would like to get a four unit uh apartment complex what what what's the process for that well first a four unit apartment complex is not commercial that's residential 
Oh, really? Okay. Really. And actually, you can pull a first-time homebuyer's loan and buy a fourplex and have all the other three units pay for your mortgage and then some. Wow. I'm very That's interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Morty, how much rent are you going to charge me, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This, this is she's making me think right now. We got to get off, off, off this podcast. And talk. <laughs> so, what, uh-huh. what, is, what is commercial? 16 units or something? I, I'm, I'm interested in Anything either one. Anything over four, if it's if it's a fiveplex or more, it's considered it can be considered commercial by HUD definitions. A fourplex and lower is residential. Hmm. Okay. Anything and higher now, and it's still it's still going to depend on the, you know, the person, the the circumstance, and things like that. It still could be for lending purposes, fourplex and under residential. So how does that work with the bank? When I say okay, I want to get this fourplex, do they still? charge me just the one thing it's just like i mean just one mortgage for like one place and then i get the rest of my mind do whatever i want with right you can pull three and a half percent down and yeah and they'll charge you a mortgage now there are some banks that we're going to have to because it's a fourplex there are some banks that will have what are called overlays so overlays are basically the rule is this but they'll add this and that to that rule. And so they'll overlay the rule. So they may overlay that, no, we're not going to do this. So we may have to get you to a special bank. But for the most part, yeah, you have to put 3.5% down. Your mortgage payment is this. Hello. Tax and insurance is that. And that's it. The other big thing you're going to have to worry about is just making sure that you abide by and, you know, all of your landlord tenant laws. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Have a good eviction attorney, honey. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know this is going to be a pain. <laughs> Wow, well, what about the uh, the fixing up the upkeep of that of that unit? Will uh, will the bank give me a loan for that too? It's like, okay, we, I'm buying this for three hundred thousand, but it needs a little work. So, can you guys give me four hundred thousand? Is that would that work? They can do that. Um, that's what's called a two hundred three k loan. I bought the house that I'm currently living in with a two hundred three k loan. When I bought my house, it had no front door and three feet of water on the basement. Mm. So they can you can get money borrowed to fix up the unit. Um, you've got to get two contractor bids on everything. You've got to have an appraiser come out. They're a little bit more expensive. There's no such thing as you know free a free lunch. You're going to pay for it one way or the other. But it's a little bit more expensive. But it can absolutely be done, and it sometimes is the best way to get into you know a, an asset that. It's going to be great for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is good to know. I will mm-hmm. tell you, when you're doing a 203K, you make daggum sure that the realtor, the lender, and the underwriter know what the crap they're doing because these things are not cute. They take a whole lot of extra paperwork, and I had to climb up behind to get mine done. And the only reason I even knew half the stuff that I knew is because I had been in the mortgage industry. I had been a loan officer. In fact, I think I still was a loan officer and to get it done. Okay, so if you said you had to go through all those changes, that that's so interesting because how how do I know that the appraiser is going to be uh, fair to me? Because I'm I'm the news recently. We had a lot of appraisers that's not really being you know forthcoming, or people are switching you know pictures in the home and different things to try to get more <laughs> money for the house. So how how can we wh- what do we do on that situation? Okay, so when you get an appraisal, number one, appraisers are gods. You say, yes, master, no master, whatever. Can I do for you, master? Yeah. The best way sometimes to get opinions on appraisals is you have your realtor and or you, if you're a very nice, sweet person, to show up with, number one, give receipts of everything that you've had that's been a um, an upgrade. So if you've got the 
fence repaired, if you've got a new roof on there, if you've gotten anything. Now, technically, a lot of those are just maintenance and upkeep, but tell the appraiser about them. It can help influence them to get it to go higher. Um, and as a realtor, we can bring them comps. Hey, just wanted to show you these. If you you know need any help, just give me a call. Let me know and just be really non-confrontational or I'm right and you're wrong about this. Right. You know, just be there as a service to help them out. Okay. Yeah, that's good because, like I said, some of some you I'm sure you've heard the stories of those uh, of those appraisers not being <laughs> fair. Uh, honey, that there I literally heard an appraiser one time say, "Well, I don't want." them to be priced out of this market because it's not fair for them excuse me what mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. yeah right. and i'm like that's not your choice to make boo that you have to this should be more factual and you know data driven than what your feelings Subjective, are objective exactly right so yeah. hypothetically where do we find some some friendly hype uh, front people to assist in this uh, <laughs> endeavor yeah. for ensuring equalization of equity <laughs> yeah. Or do you got a hookup? <laughs> I, I do have people who can. Uh, I've, I've got teams, honey. You, you, the, the one thing that you are, if you're a successful realtor, you have teams. You've got people behind you. You've got uh-huh. you, uh, the, I got a guy or I got a girl person who, you know, I, I don't need to know everything. Mm-hmm. I know somebody who does. I know someone who knows the, the, everything I need on on that subject. Or if they don't, they know somebody who does. You've got to have a hookup. Yep, You've got it. to have a hookup. You've got to have a network behind you that, that will back you up and answer those phone calls and those emails. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got a few attorneys in my phone, you know, that I could text on a Sunday and they'd reply. That's that's awesome. That's, that's gosh, you really have to make good. sure you take care of them, honey. You take care of them very well. You make sure that they, you know, hey, you, they've got on National Attorney Day or something. You buy them dinner or send them cake or bring mm-hmm. nice bottles of liquor to their house. There you go. It's mm-hmm. good to have friends. Isn't that right, Miss Tamara? It's good to have friends. <laughs> absolutely, honey. Absolutely. We have ethical bribes, too. We have, I give people coffee for my ethical bribes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, I, I know when I bought my house, they did something I didn't, I didn't really like. They had the comps. Like, I got a four-bedroom with a loft, and they mm-hmm. compared my house with a three-bedroom with a loft. And they yeah. said, well, you, and they didn't really want to go back and change it because they missed something. And without me paying another four or five hundred dollars, so it, can you do? Well, I guess you can. That's not. I don't know. I, I just that didn't sit right with me. There is a okay. So after two thousand eight hit, because two thousand eight they were basically all the appraisers and loan officers. A lot of them were. We we all did kind of handshake deals. You know, they did handshake deals. Technically, I wasn't a realtor then. Um. So when they crashed and burned, they said, "Hang on, we're going to stop." loan officers from talking to appraisers mm. so the loan officer can no longer talk to the appraiser we can as realtors mm-hmm. but they have so what they have is called an appraisal management company which charges a fee which is also why your appraisal costs more now than it did um because they have to they're the middleman standing in between the loan officer and the appraiser and it will go through appraisal review with the appraisal company and then it will, when it gets to the underwriter it goes for underwriter review as long as the comps are close enough they should be okay if not they can kick it back down to the appraiser and say hey can you adjust this fyi blah 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 and you as the buyer can say that's great if you're the seller and you don't agree with that appraisal sorry it's not your appraisal it's not your anything right mm-hmm. that's how they got me then okay well it, yeah. it would be nice if if 
the same person who does like the the actual tax assessment your house is worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars well <laughs> <laughs> on their own schedule that's i'm just saying that they're on their own schedule and honey and we here in louisville do not want the tax assessors selling our houses or their value to be our uh uh-uh no no no. because they say everyone's house is worth two billion dollars right (laughs) yeah what it's worth on the open market is uh maybe vastly different from what the tax assessor has and i'm not telling them different nope nope nope. Mm. now if it is different to the the, you know the negative in in my 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 help then i'll do that but other than that mm -mm, keep my mouth shut because the government's always going to get their (laughs) <laughs> right, right, definitely right now. Mm-hmm. Death and taxes, death and taxes. Here's something else I got for you. Uh, a lender, uh, my friend, he bought a house, and it's like the lender kind of gave him what he wanted. First, they were going to give him X amount of dollars, and then he couldn't mm-hmm. find a house, and then all of a sudden he found something, but it was like an extra $30,000, more than what they had approved him for. And they said, mm-hmm. okay, we can bump that up, and they changed it. So mm-hmm. are the number? So can a lender give you what they want to give you? No. It still has to fit within guidelines and there may have been something that they did that they didn't tell you about on both sides because you know here's what i t- honey it's either ego or emotion in, in residential it's usually emotion and in commercial it's usually ego mm. but what they won't tell you is oh mm-hmm. in order to get you that extra thirty thousand, what we're also going to do is we're going to make you pay off that credit card that car at closing so that you close that account and we can have your dti meet mm. And so that's how we're going to get you that extra 30000 They didn't tell you that part. Okay. I was wondering how they and did. And sometimes there, there are credits they can okay. give, but it's usually, and sometimes they have to change programs. So like if you're in a FHA program, it may be here, but if you're in a conventional program, yeah, you may have to put down more money, but you also may get a greater leniency on your, your DTI. So okay. there's a difference in, in conventional and FHA. Those are two different mm-hmm. programs. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's about, technically there's about four main programs and a couple of them and they overlap so there's conventional which is where you usually have a higher credit score and you can put down more money um and usually you can try and get out of pmi with that um private mortgage insurance which just basically protects the bank doesn't protect you hmm. then there's fha va and usda and those are all government-run government-owned programs fha you put down three and a half percent uh, VA and USDA, you do not put down any money. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, well, I was going like to ask about the, score? that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That work. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. With VA, you have had had to have served in the military and gotten a good uh, discharge. Now, there's no such thing as a free lunch, so you're going to have um, your funding fee. It'll be it's called a funding fee. That'll be put on top of your loan for the VA. Um, with USDA, they have a guaranteed and a non-guaranteed, which basically restricts your income. Income including, so let's just say that you and your family are going to live there, and then you say, oh yeah, we're going to get this house so grandma can come live with us. So then the loan officer hears that, they have to take grandma's income into consideration. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Even if she's not going to be on the loan at all. They have to have household income. So, and for USDA, you, you're, it's your rural housing, basically. You, you are not going to live in the major cities. You're going to live outside mm-hmm. the major cities. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, th- there's always a plus and a minus to everything. You got to figure out what your, where your happy spot is. 
and we can help you do that but yeah we got to figure out what you're where you need to be in, in that process wow that's a lot of stuff man what, what credit what, what, sir that's why you need right. a realtor Roy. <laughs> that's why you need yeah. a realtor well that's what i was going to ask her next is what's the difference between having a, a fisbo versus a realtor do you really need a realtor so it sounds like you're saying yes but... oh honey i had a fisbo recently a for sale by owner is a fisbo by the way they were so cute i had them for lunch honey Oh, mm. he's warping out. He was a he was a vice president for a pharmaceutical industry, and he's and I I represented the buyers, and I said, hey, before we get started, is there a realtor that you know you would like to bring into this process, you know, so that they can protect you, or I can recommend another realtor, you know, that's in my office that I know will take care of you, or even a realtor outside. I know plenty of them outside of my office that will take care of people. I don't right. care that make sure they're protected. Right. He said, no, no, no. I negotiate million dollar contracts for a living. <laughs> His peaky was out. <laughs> right. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's the deal. I don't go get I, I don't go into the box ring with Mike Tyson. Because he does boxing every day. And that's all he does is boxing. I do real estate all day, every day. You may negotiate million dollar contracts, but you don't know, know the real estate law, nor you do know the nuances of how that law is interpreted here locally mm-hmm. and what is, what the repercussions or, you know, the, the consequences of the said actions may be. So we can have fun. And I did. And at the last minute, his so he did have a realtor on the buy side when he was buying his next house. She had to step in at the last minute just, oh, my God, how do we get this thing closed? <laughs> he, he didn't know and i was like and, and a lot of part of it i couldn't tell him on some of it because like oh yeah well i want you to tell me this sweetie i don't work for you i can't right. tell you this you know i have to protect the interests of my client and my client is my, the buyer is not you yep. Yep. so yeah in, in fact i couldn't go even beyond that to say go contact an attorney at that point where we were at in the contract because doing that would maybe could be construed as doing something against my clients yeah it's it's a whole lot of yeah there's a whole lot of it so yeah they they have found with a national association of realtors that usually people who use a realtor versus go a fizzbo they get more money for it yes you're going to pay money to use a realtor but you get more money overall you make money versus when you don't use it and that's basically what was also happens is you don't use a realtor and if you come up against a realtor this is what we do all day every day we're gonna have fun and i know i got a great deal from my clients when i went up against that though mm. mm. um uh i didn't want to i don't want to go ahead go ahead Trey. i don't want to dominate the questions you know tamara i want to go down uh, memory lane one more time going back to 2008 and i thought about you know the, the, the housing economy and how everything got superheated and all of a sudden things just went flat you know, and I was, I was looking yeah. back and I said, man, they, they I, I looked at a report that said that CNN had said that the economy, the housing economy had lost like uh, over almost eight and a half percent of its value in, in just nine months. Do you wow. see any similarities to how things are going in 2021 to going into next year, how things are looking? I mean, it, it's crazy right now. Some of these houses. There are a lot of similarities. I mean right now if if you're an investor if you are a real estate investor and you have junker houses houses you don't like right now is the time to sell them because they will actually sell for more than you bought them for it'll be amazing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that's also the problem is that we're in a superheated market and i don't know if you guys have ever seen the big short i i knew 
that it couldn't last. I knew that it was a wave back in 2006, but I didn't know all of the higher end, you know, higher level stuff like, you know, watching the, sh- the stock market and pulling the short and all that stuff. I, n- I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of the similarities are happening now. And even the guy who was one of the guys from the big shirt was like, um, this is no bueno. And then he had to take his, his uh, post down from like Twitter. <laughs> because wow. like, what will happen? We, we were supposed to normally we have a market correction or a market little little it's usually cyclical. We go up and down, we go up and down. It's usually about once every seven to 10 years, we have a market correction, a little, you know, down, and then it goes back up again. We haven't had that. We haven't had that in dang near 10 years. Well, mm-hmm. actually more than that, because 2008 was was it, and it's past that now. We we're supposed to have had it already, and we then we didn't, and then COVID hit, and it really screwed up the numbers. We're due for a market correction, and here's when I think the market correction will really hit quite honestly they have all of these stops in place they have all these moratoriums for the evictions they have the moratoriums for the foreclosures and all of that when those expire now there's some genuine people out there who are struggling to to put a plus b equals c or at least catch up on everything and i completely sympathize with that but there are are also the people who are let's party today and they're going to get caught when that moratorium stops and they're going to be out of a house Mm-hmm. And that's when the evictions and and foreclosures will start again, and that's what's going to start leveling the market again. That's we were supposed to actually have that moratorium end at the end of June, and they extended it. I knew a bunch of investors who were not too pleased with that. You know, that's interesting because you know you you see that correlation for individuals and individual incomes and the stimulus checks that they were giving out to individuals and all the the, the fighting going back and forth I and mean, we still need this well I'm, I'm seeing that there are a lot of places out there that are actually hiring so i'm not for or against it one way or the other i just know there are jobs out there can right. see it you start thinking yeah. about the same thing that happens with the moratorium on, on evictions well you know what if people aren't going to work you where's where's so it's coming from These checks have to stop. Just, and where are the checks really coming from? They're just printing paper at this point. That's right. what's scary. That's what's scary. Yeah, it's, it's going to bottom out at some point. Mm-hmm. The, the, whole, the whole economy is, is, you know, it's well known, but we still keep believing the <laughs> the fantasy of we're, we're just propped up by the, we got to keep going forward. We got to keep going forward. <laughs> right. We're all yeah. propped up by, the, by the, that little piece of paper that's made of cotton. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Um, here's, a, I got, here's a question for me. What credit score do you need to buy a house? Or what's the minimum a person can, can slide into a, a new property at? You can technically do it in the 500s. I recommend at least 620, 640. Um, if you're in the 500s, we're going to have to come up with a lot more documentation for you. And, and there are people who can help you with your credit. Again, make don't just send them out there's and a lot of the mortgage lenders especially the good ones uh the mortgage brokers will have like a credit wizard with their system and they'll tell you oh hey if you pay this off or if you pay this down to x that should rate your credit score at this amount of points and we should be good to go Mm -hmm. and they can they can play with it that way too so you know it's it's one of those things that Get a, if you don't have a great credit score, that's fine, honey. We'll work with that. That way we can get you on the path that you need to do and we'll tell you the things that you need to do. I, I run into a lot of people, a lot of times they're, oh, I'm going to pay off all my collections. Don't touch them. Right. 
they're there, leave the sleeping giants alone. As long as they, you know, they may even roll off in a little while. Mm-hmm. Don't touch them because if you pay them, that reactivates them, showing something negative and pulls you back down again. Just hang on. We'll tell you the things that they that need to get done. And that's a lot of times that's, you know, with buyers and sellers, they'll, sellers are, oh, I got to go fix this, this, this. Honey, buyers aren't going to look at that. You look at that every day because you live here. Right. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you can buy a house with stuff in collections? Depending on your credit score and the rest of the things. Yeah. I mean, there are, medical bills usually don't count against you. You know, if you have like a, if, there are certain things that you're going to have to pay off. You mm-hmm. know, like if you've got a car that got repoed or something, you may have to fix that before you can move forward. But yeah, you can. Your your credit doesn't have to be squeaky clean. You don't have to be walking out of eight hundred to go to go buy a house. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't have credit credit, we can either help you get an unsecured credit card, or we can help. Um, there are programs that we can help use alternative lines of credit, like oh. your rent or mm. utility bills. There, it's more expensive to do it, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. How long does it take for for the whole process? Say, I contact you. I have my pre-approval letter and I want to go get a house. We find a house. Let's say I did, because I think some people kind of hold out for the perfect house and might miss out. But let's say I find a house today on 45 Widget Street from, mm-hmm. from August 1st to when will I be living in that house? If everything goes smooth. Usually it's 30 to 45 days. And a lot of that too depend, depends on if the house is occupied um, the seller may have to find some place else to live and that may take a, a little while longer. If the house is vacant, with some of my lenders, I can get you in there in 21 days. So mm-hmm. I, so, a, so, a buyer, I mean, the, the guy who's selling the house, he can say, I can't find nowhere to go so we got to stretch this thing out to 60 days. You can do that too? Yeah. In fact, you can also do reverse contingencies. Mm. A reverse contingency, because I heard silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. please go right in. Okay. <laughs> what that was. <laughs> Okay. Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So a contingency is, you know, like, um, if this, then that happens. A reverse contingency is, I'll take your, I'll I'll accept your contract. I'll I'll accept your offer. We'll put a contract on the house. But if I can't find a house to buy within the next X amount of days, I will lease your contract. And you don't get to buy my house. And everything goes back. And that also means that they get their security deposit back. Mm, reverse contingency. Right there, there. Is, is there a reverse contingency? A lot of buyers don't like it and I don't blame them. They don't want to have, I don't want you to have to fall in love with a house and then you can't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another one. Let's say you mm-hmm. put your house up for sale and mm-hmm. you know your house is worth, say, 400000 mm-hmm. Uh Should you just say, I'll just make it three fifty, and then just see if I can get a bid war for this thing? Is that a smart move or? <laughs> well, number one, just... right now, you already know you're going to get in a bidding war. Um, right now, you can put your house on the market for 400. You're still probably going to go to 420. Dang. Or more with, with multiple offers. Um, you can just be warned you may not get it. Now, here's the other part of that. Just because you get an offer doesn't mean you have to accept it. So if you put it on the market at 350 and you get a bidding war, but they still don't hit that 400,000 that you want, mm-hmm. you can say you could just reject them all. Wow. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give a reason for that? You just that. say, nope, nope, nope. You don't have to give a reason? You can say nope. You're not getting what you want. And now we do have people who are delusional sometimes and they want X. And boo, it's not worth that. It's worth Y. And 
you know, I can, for most part, I can usually break down, nope, here's this household for that, this household for that, this household for that. And it's, it's largely in the eyes of the owner. There, nothing sparkles quite like their house. Even if the house down the street has been upgraded with granite countertops and all new da 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 but their house doesn't have a this. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't have 1970 shag carpet. That that's truly you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta have that. That's a selling. You gotta have shag carpet. <laughs> yeah. I did have a lady one time. Who's, she's whoever down that that was new carpet. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It is. She was an older lady. I said, yes, ma'am. Ooh, okay, that lovely popcorn ceiling. That just looks right. so fresh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Well, let, let me ask you that. Just the opposite of that. Let's say there are instances mm-hmm. where. You know that your house is worth so much, but you can only get so much, so much for it. Baby, take that example of the four hundred thousand that you you know that it's worth, and you decide to sell sell short on it. What is a true short sell? What does that mean? Oh, okay, that's not a okay. What you're describing is not a short sell. Short sell. Okay, well, educate me, please. <laughs> okay, so let's just say that um, you have a house and your mortgage is four hundred thousand. Okay. But because of the market conditions right now, you're only going to be able to sell it for three fifty. Mm-hmm. That's a short sell because you're shorting the bank. Gotcha. It takes forever to do too, by the way. Oh yeah. And you still may get a ten ninety nine for the money the bank didn't get. Ooh. Just a heads up. That shows up on your taxes. Yeah, yes. That what? shows up on your taxes <laughs> that you got fifty thousand dollars more worth of income that you never even touched and you took a short for your t- credit took a hit for and now you got to pay taxes on it. Wow. Mm-mm. That sounded yeah. a, lot, a lot like 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where that, I know there was a law that had stopped it for a while, and I don't know if it has expired or if it's still in the books, but it can still happen. I, I know there's there was um, ex- expiration dates on it, but I, I can't remember exactly what they were, but yeah. And right now they're still not, they're not doing a whole lot of short sales just because the market's so hot right now that you can sell a junker usually and cover your mortgage. Man. Yeah, who who actually finds a house when when someone's looking? Do, do you do that, or does a buyer go out and just search, not Zillow but other sites? <laughs> well, I have a, like I've got a website that I use, and I've got the MLS, and so I will send them houses from you know my system as well. And you know sometimes they'll find things here and there too that that I don't find. Like sometimes, um, like I belong to two different MLSs, which is expensive by the way. Oh. But if you're on the Elizabethtown MLS, I may not see everything you have. So sometimes they'll send me stuff that I didn't see if it's, you know, further south. But usually I'll, I'll send it to them. And usually, now here's what, honey, a good realtor will do. A good realtor can usually, I can usually find my clients' houses within the first five houses. Mm-hmm. I know what their house is. As soon as we sit down, we have, you know, we look at the houses together. I figure out what their, their needs are, their wants are. I can find that house in the first five houses. Occasionally it takes us 10, but if we have to go to more than 10, we have another sit down come to Jesus. Up, what am I doing? Yeah. What so you, you don't, don't play, that, you don't play that game? Yeah, honey, we're not. I'm not here. This is my job. This is what I do. Well, I you know, know someone to do that game where it's like I'll show them one way out their price range and show them this, this is what you're oh. seeing. Then I'll take them to the ghetto and show no, them this. And no, then I'll drive no. them to the house they should pick. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is not love it or listen. What are you talking I'm about? You, that, I, I, Although I, she should have her own TV show, though. <laughs> so y'all don't do that, Tamara. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't ever do all that. We don't do all that. Now there are times when I will set up a the listing order where I know I'm like Mm-mm, that third house, that house is it. That 
this house right here is it. Let's go to that house and let's go to this house first. Let's mm-hmm. go to this house last. Because I know. I already know that that house is it. Okay. And, and so we'll go see the uh-uh and the uh-uh first and the ooh yeah. last. I gotta ask a question real quick. How how realistic are those TV shows that we talk about? Oh are these real <laughs> those these, are fake. These reality those uh, re, re, realtors out there hold you know love this house, hate this house, fix this, don't fix that. Honey, don't move they're, there. they're completely fake. I have yeah. the emails from. I've been contacted by HGTV um, producers before. Yeah, you know wow. hey, you want to be on it. And if you really look at look at the 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 show and break it down what it actually is especially those flipping shows flipping shows is day one we found this house this is how much it's gonna cost us day two we are moving yay day right. three oh no something bad happened day four we think we're gonna get to the finish line but we don't know day five <laughs> that's the script Every that's the script single time and usually like they only pay like a hundred dollars a day or something stupid it's it's not much Maybe five hundred dollars a day, hundred. I can't remember exactly what it was the last time I saw an email from them, but yeah, they don't pay you a whole lot to be on there. What is better is the the marketing and the exposure that you get from it. Ah, mm. so and you've those, been those you've been contacted by HGTV, huh? Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. I used to sit on boards around here and everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm little known. Okay. Notorious or nefarious, you know, people just throw those words around. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Famous, yes. infamous. It is like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I did a little uh, research on this. I just pulled it up and it said some of the fake shows out there are House Hunters, House Hunter International, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Storage Wars is fake, Alaskan, Alaskan Bush People, Duck Dynasty, and Pimp My Rider. Some of the ones that people thought were really real. So I, I was yeah, surprised no, they, about, they... Uh, about that. On the House Hunters one, they usually have that one under contract already and ready to go, and then they'll go visit two others just for comparison purposes. But yeah, right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which and, is actually good not at a horrible thing to do because you know it takes 30, 45 days to close. There's a whole bunch of things that can go wrong, and especially if you put a bid on that house and you you're done taping. Oh crap! You didn't get that house. Something fell apart in the inspection process. Oh crap! All that, yeah. all that tape for nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, I have had things fall apart in the inspections process too. That's a whole nother another problem. So what do you do then? You either fix it or walk away. Okay. Sometimes things are just gonna get so there are there are times when we've had like termite damage on a sill plate or something and we've been you know, the, the clients are okay with fixing it and there are times when they look at their inspection report and go, Oh sugar honey iced tea. We don't want this house mm-hmm. anymore. They they completely fallen out of love with it because of what it was found on the inspection report, and they walked away. Mm. So, it depends. Right now, here's the other problem. Right now, a lot of people are waiving inspection contingencies, and that is not great. They yeah. are. You don't know if your house has termites if there are rotting beams and you know whoever goes in the attic i couldn't tell you the last time i was in the attic in my house it was it's been years i know it's been years but it really shouldn't do that unless it's uh water damage right if it's a bad roof if it's a bad roof or what if critters have gotten in there and started just hanging out Mm -hmm. That's that's true yeah you know there's a lot of different things that can happen 
to to roofs and attics you know just the the, the seal plates of your house what was the last time you went to the crawl space of your house i sure sure do not do it uh-uh and i, I don't, don't go either. anywhere under the ground especially unless it's un- under 32 degrees because i want everything down there dead before i walk in there mm-hmm. <laughs> well wouldn't the home warranty cover a lot of that stuff well i no. don't know that covers like the furnace hole right <laughs> furnaces and stuff like that i mean it, if it yeah. does i mean some home no. my home warranty they told me I, mine covered a uh, uh, earthquake, and we even have earthquakes around here. I said that's not really. Well, that's why they cover it because it's not around here. Let's see if that's on there in, in Florida or California. No, um, they will not. So, the home warranty is just for the the incidentals. Oh, your washing machine, your your appliances went oops. Your your garage door went oops. That's what that's for. Maybe your water heater or your air conditioning and read the fine print on that because they don't cover everything everything i see mm-hmm. and, but, but they're not expensive got... either right so the, you have to you, replace them <laughs> no the warranty itself that you call oh. somebody say it's usually under six hundred dollars between four and six hundred but yeah okay and that's the first time you get it when you get it for the second time now if you go renew it's more expensive just <laughs> to warn you so yeah if you're gonna get get it get it all done first year then you can yeah. cancel if you do but yeah. there are some folks who, who I have had some clients who have kept it year after year after year. And in all honesty, they should have. It's a good thing that they do. They're not handy folks. You know, I love them to death, but they're just not swinging yeah. a hammer, you know, yeah. going time to do stuff. So. I had a, a, my second home I bought, I got uh, a warranty with a company. I won't say the name, Home Home Shield Warranty. They, <laughs> oh, they hold on, hold on. Ward, hold on a second. On behalf <laughs> of the What's Up with Ward show, we want to let you know that we do not in <laughs> promote opinion. or demote home short warranties. Back yeah. to you, Ward. <laughs> but what they did was they said, okay, cool, we're going to cover all this stuff. And I knew the furnace wasn't the greatest with this house. So eventually it started right. leaking. I called them up and said, hey, I got the home short warranty. I had it eight months ago. My furnace is on the, on the place. They said, make sure, hold on, make sure you paid your money. They said, okay, well, we can't cover anything because you haven't had this house for 36 months. So we can't cover it. And then I said, okay, cool. They got me. And then they're going to try to renew with me after the warranty was up. I said, nope, I'm good. <laughs> That's what I take. Read the fine print on those home warranties. Um, mm. I know one of them who will. So the, the water heaters now are, are fatter than some of them used to be. Mm-hmm. So if they have to put a new water heater in, um, they'll destroy the drywall. They're not replacing it. Mm. Wow. You just get a new water heater, you're not getting the drywall replaced. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it's in your basement, that's one thing. But if it's, you know, in the middle of the house, that's something different. Wow. So if you live and you learn. But what about yeah, it? Yeah. Let's say you're showing a house to somebody. You when mm-hmm. you show them the house you think they're going to get. Now, the home, mm-hmm. the people touring the house break something. Who Who's responsible for that? They are. Okay. Did, is that like written somewhere or? That's right. kind of law, but um, I have known. Root. <laughs> okay, so what happened was one time, not me, not what me. What happened? Not <laughs> they out here saying, <laughs> not, not me, <laughs> not me. I do have the, the the shoes that are you know the higher the heel, the higher the guy's shoes, but I do not wear those on showings. Look, boo, I love you, but I'm just not gonna be that cute. We're here to work, right? So I know of one realtor who had uh, the hired heel the hired god shoes on and she walked into a house um that was an older home with beautiful hardwood floors mm. uh oh they were dense mm. Mm. 
Her, so we are required to carry E&O. The other thing that's great for a realtor to carry is like a balloon, or a, I'm sorry, a umbrella policy for things like that. Sometimes it's just one of those things that happens, you know, sometimes you could just, you, you go to turn the water on to see if it turns on and the handle comes off in your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, goofy things like that. But uh, that, I know that shoe dent cost, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a comma in the check that had to get filled out in order to get that dent out. <laughs> yeah, it that's was an mm-hmm. upper, upper, you know, neighborhood kind of house. Mm. <laughs> One of those historical homes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. those, those floor, yeah, I got, yeah. 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 I guess some people tell you to take your shoes off for that reason. Yeah. Um, wow. That's that's. Tell me this. How did your first house sale go? How did you do on that? Was it smooth mm-hmm. transaction? Were you nervous? Did you did you help the client get a win? How did it go for you? Actually, you know what? My very first house sale as a realtor um, was freaking awesome because I got my clients the house for free. What? What? Let me holler yeah. at you. We can well, stop yeah, this we, yeah, right let's, now. We can let's talk. pause the recording and uh, let's take this offline for a minute. I want two of those deals. <laughs> a duplex. You know. <laughs> How did you do that? Here, and I'm pretty sure it was my first one. And and I apologize if you guys look it up and it's not. I, this is the one I remember as being my first one because it was, and I, you know, it, it was the optimist, um, if that's a word. But it was a Bank of America was doing homes for vets, like Roost for Troops kind of deal. Yeah. And they wanted to donate a home to a deserving vet. And it was me against me and another relative who I knew, who I was working I was driving the school bus at the time, but we were working together at the time and we went up to each other. We went up against each other. I sat this vet down. I was like, I want you to tell me everything that you have ever done. He goes, you know, because they, they always like, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Because, you know, I was like, no, no, no. I want you to tell me everything. And I wrote it down and I put him a narrative together. I put pictures with this narrative Dang. and we submitted it and we won the house. Wow. Right. We won the house. It was that's, so awesome. That's a win win. Oh, it was um, a win-win. and and then him and he had had a, had a long time fiance, and the day they were going to take possession of the house, he took her and they got married because he. I want my wife in this house with him. It was just awesome. They so were. That's great. what it took. That's for. a storybook right there. That's <laughs> yeah. a good yeah. TV show right there. Right. Yes. Well, no, we may we may have to come back and uh, circle back and do something with that one. You know, and we, and we can stage it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. And you know, as as now your agent, as we look out for you now, Tamara, because right. you know we want to make sure your needs are to oh wait a minute yeah. that it come out just right. right. Well, <laughs> anyway, we're we're at the part of that show where we're gonna have to do this thing called getting to know you. Where we're gonna ask uh, you a few questions, uh, and then you just you know tell us what you think. Okay, okay. go ahead, Trey. You start off. All right. First off, I gotta ask a question. Are are you a basketball fan living in Kentucky? Because I heard that's kind of like a prerequisite. Um, it's a religion. Horses and basketball are religion living here. Okay. Well, I got. I, I got. You're a fan by marriage. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So here's here's my first question for you, Rick mm-hmm. Pitino, hero or villain? Mm. Basketball Ooh. coach. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good one. Good See, one. You took the safe route right down the middle of the road. Yeah. You yeah. was right in the middle of I sixty five on that one, boy. Yes. <laughs> um. Let me ask one. Oh, here, okay, here's the here's the other thing, honey. When you live here long enough, you start to get to know a lot of the back end politics. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that 
that doesn't get reported that you guys never know about never hear about there's a whole lot of stuff but keep going i can believe that okay. mm-hmm. let me ask one what is your favorite tv show ever okay i'm a complete geek and i, I love sci-fi so like the Stargate series. Oh, Stargate. Love yes. And love then I just have to throw in a Phineas and Ferb in there. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Here's another question for you. Mm-hmm. Is KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken overrated? Ooh. To me, yes. But Ooh. I cannot and do not eat a whole lot of fried chicken. Okay. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Good question. Okay. I guess All right. All right. You know, but I'm like, I could if I grew up, I'm like, ha, 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 you try that again. <laughs> <laughs> if you were not in your current profession, what would you be doing? I don't know. I, I know I would be causing trouble somewhere. I'm, I'm a mover and a shaker. It just, it's what I do. So it Good trouble. Real Good trouble. Good trouble. Be, there you go. Yeah, I'd be in trouble. I'd, I'd be in sales or something somewhere. In fact, actually, I'd be coding. If I could code, I would probably be coding. Mm, okay. Yeah. Here's the next question on the line. The idea of good trouble. Where's the bigger part? At the at the Kentucky Derby or the Indy 500? I have never been to the Indy 500. But I'll... And honestly, I'd probably say the Indy 500, but if you, you, have, you haven't met realtors during the Kentucky Derby week, honey. If you've met a Louisville realtor, we're, we're like slosh the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> not personally speaking, not personally, but yeah. The yeah. Whole, the you've whole heard stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What happened was... <laughs> um, <laughs> Right. Would you uh would you rather make your own clothes or grow your own food if you had to choose one? Oh, I grow my own food already and uh, me making my own clothes, um, that doesn't work too well. I'm not great at it. <laughs> okay. I do have a sewing machine that I, I do like to try and so I, I can make hats. I can I can I can crochet hats. Well, hey. Hey. I don't know what snow y'all get out there, but that could work. So Hey, I'm, I'm I, talking I about going down for the I, south. If I make them, I try to donate them to the um the cancer people. <laughs> Nice. Here's 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 the next question now. Free gas mm-hmm. for two years or food for five years? Food for five. Mm-hmm. Why? Good wise choice. Wise choice. Um, number one, it's longer. Uh, number two, I can do a lot of things <laughs> from home right now. Right. Uh, you know, especially with, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of moving more in commercial and investing circles right now is because I can do a lot of this from home. So mm-hmm. why do I need to? Yeah, if I can feed my family of five or four, if I can get rid of my oldest one, you know, why not? All right. Clicking keys for us, getting it done. I like that. All right. (laughs) Who is your favorite musical group or singer ever? Oh, gosh. That changes, honestly, from day to day, time to time, you know. All right. Currently. You know what I'll say? I'll say Alanis Morissette. There we go. What is she saying? I know that name. What is she saying? Jagged Little Pill. Uh, isn't it ironic? Mm, okay. okay. Don't know her. All right. Uh, <laughs> you were not a we girl in the, in the 90s. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Trev, we got little one known message. secret about... Um, there are a lot of little known secrets around here, honey. Um, <laughs> is that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there are... Uh, <laughs> about a few things that went down um <laughs> it, it's a, it's a city that needs to grow some mm. more so we would we need to welcome a lot of a lot more business and commerce here okay. but 
Yeah. Oh, honey, I'm trying to think. Honey, I'm also trying to be, you know, what, what is it? Um, politically correct PC. Yes. That answer, because yeah, I do know where a couple of bodies are buried. Um, yeah, that's the, the, the biggest thing that I can say is that uh, we still need 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 to need to grow. We're okay. still a special. Okay. All right. My final question is, how would others describe your personality? People who know you, how would they describe you? I usually hear, oh, Lord, that's Tamara. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There she is. Okay. All right. Uh, that's well, all we good. have fun, honey. We all have fun. All right. Well, Tamara, please tell our listeners again where they can find you on social media or if they want to connect with you or ask questions. I am Tamara West. I am... Um, with Live Love Louisville Homes. You can find me on TamaraWestRealtor.com. And I probably also need to mention that just in case I am associated with EXP Brokerage. I'm a broker, but I'm associated with them as well. All right. Okay. I'll go ahead and do the closing remarks at this point. Then if you guys don't mind. Yes, sir. All right. When you're in the market for a new home, your goal is to end up with a home that you love at a price you can afford. Between prepping for your finances and logistics of buying a house, some people can actually get discouraged or even burnt out. Believe me, I know. Been down that road a few times, but we're still here. So in the end, you get what you put in. So we thank people like Tamara West for dropping her knowledge on us and giving us a, a snippet or a snapshot into what we can do. And we thank you for dropping by the What's Up Award podcast. And those who are listening, until next time, peace. Peace. Mm-hmm.